Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another spooky edition of Blue Shirt Breakaway. We're recording on Halloween, but yet we're posting in November. Greg, say hello. And for Halloween this year, Ryan has decided to be a constipated version of The Count. I was actually going for the SNL opener. Musical guest, Greg Kaplan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I'm gonna say... Welcome to Blue Shirts Breakaway. We're going to talk there all about go. the Rangers week uh, where we blew out some playoff teams and lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. Because that makes perfect sense. And then we're going to go over what happened to us over the weekend, which I'm assuming uh, I don't really remember. We're going to talk about the national holidays coming up with the New York Rangers schedule, and we're going to discuss the best candy bars ranked by some random website online. Uh, Yes, indeed. All of that. Indeed. Mm, Mm -hmm. All that will happen. Let's start with the biggest news. Chris Kreider returning to the Rangers against the Blues this Tuesday. What can we expect from Chris Kreider back on the ice, Greg? Uh, You know... I expect him to turn water into wine. Yep. I expect him to magically heal people that have just had seizures. Uh, I basically expect him to be the hockey version of Tim Tebow is what I'm getting. So you're saying – okay, yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, No, but I do – he's going to jump – AV said he's jumping back right onto the pairing with uh, Zabinijad as his center. Zuccarello will also be on that line. I'm expecting that line to look as dynamic as it has so far this season. I Every game, Mika does something small. He might not get in the stat sheet every – the Rangers, the thing that's impressed me most about them so far this season is it seems like every player is doing – at least every offensive player is doing the small things that normally do not get picked up on the stat line. And Mika does that. I don't – I think Mika may have had an assist – on one of the six goals yesterday, but I can let you know. it feels like whenever he touches the puck, he's creating a scoring opportunity. So putting Mika back with Kreider makes perfect sense because you're putting your best scoring opportunity creator with your best scoring forward, which is Chris Kreider. So it's a natural pairing. I like that it's there. I think it's going to benefit Zook to play on that line. Zook has been playing a lot better since uh, Mika has been his center. And that's not to say that Zook was struggling earlier this year. It's just, he just looks better with Mika. Everyone that's played with Mika has looked better. And that's, that's just lovely. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to see from the center. That's getting your most minutes on the ice. Fun game. How many goals has Broussard had this year? Broussard? Uh, I think he only has two points. He has five points, but he has one goal. Wow. Okay. Uh, I still don't know what the senators were doing. I have no idea. And I don't think I ever will. No, that trade did not make a whole lot of sense when it happened. It's making less sense by the game. Mika looks phenomenal as a Ranger. I have been constantly impressed by his play. He, Like you said before, he involves everyone. He makes everyone around him look better. He's unlocked Chris Kreider. He's unlocked Super Saiyan Chris Kreider. That was what we've been trying to do for the last three years. We yeah. finally got there. But again, I mean, we're reacting to a very small sample size. We need to see if this continues throughout do. the entire season. But at the same time, look, I I cannot remember a center in the last five years playing as well as Mika has played to start this season. That's true. And even Rick Nash, I know this is getting off topic, even Rick Nash looks like Rick Nash. Like, not Ranger Rick Nash. I The... So, originally, when it happened that Nash would be paired with VC, I brought up some questions and concerns because I was worried about what this would mean for 
VC, what it would mean for Zuccarello going the rest of the year, what it would mean for the third. Like, I liked the third line as it was when it was um, when Nash was lined with Miller and Hayes. I really liked the dynamic of that line, and we saw things. But Jimmy VC has seemingly brought youth back to Rick Nash's game, and Nash is just putting himself in the right spots. He He's shooting more than I think he had in the past. I I don't know necessarily if the numbers will reflect that because Nash, the thing that was plaguing Nash the last couple of years that frustrated Ranger fans the most is it felt like he was trying to create for the players around him too much versus trying to attack offensively himself. And it seems that VC being on the line with Nash has rejuvenated his attacking game. And perfect example, even though it wasn't VC that set up the goal, but Rick Nash sniping on the breakaway, set up somehow by a good defensive play from Nick Holden. Oh. Excuse me? Oh. Um, What's that? I mean, you, you saw Jekyll and Hyde in that game, where on the two-on-one it looked like Nash was too eager to try and get the puck back to, I think it was VC on the rush. Um, it, it felt like Nash passed too quickly there. And then on the breakaway, Nash wasted no time, found the hole, sniped goal. And that's that was Columbus Blue Jackets' Nash that made him a star in this league. And if he's going to play, I don't know if he's going to ever fully reach 100% of that level, but he is at least at 90% of that level right now playing with Jimmy VC, and it is fantastic to see. And it feels like the entire team is at that level, by the way. Everyone's playing above their expectations and above what their their average mean is. Uh, then that's what we have to worry about next is, will this team regress back to what they were supposed to be? And so far, so good. Uh, that didn't happen last night, uh, two nights ago versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I don't really expect it to happen versus the Blues. I think we play up to them. And uh, with the, obviously, they're a very good team. And they beat us just by one goal last time. And I expect a very similar game and possibly a different outcome. Yeah, it would help if the Rangers don't give up a goal to Vladimir uh, Tarasenko in the first two minutes of that game. Uh, if they can prevent them from doing that, I think you can see a much more positive result. Right now, look, there are no complaints offensively. There, there are none. I have nothing bad to say about a single player offensively. Um, they, they play great. The fact that Michael Grabner and Jimmy Vc lead this team in goals is nuts. The fact that uh, Ryan McDonough is on, I think, a seven, seven or eight game assist streak. Seven game point is, streak. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, but... Man, McDonough might be having his best year as a Ranger right now. He looks dynamic on the power play. He is playing great five-on-five -five defense. He's doing literally everything you could hope Ryan McDonough to do. If they can somehow just find another defenseman to play on this team, my expectations would go way up. I think right now the Rangers are a playoff team. I think they might have... Uh, a chance to make a deep playoff run, but I still think they have defensive limitations. And if they can address those defensive limitations, we are talking about a something we would not have even thought possible in June, not that long ago. No, like we've said on this podcast before that we were very skeptical about this season. There was nothing good coming into the season before all the trades happened. At the end of last season, we lost to the Penguins in a very demoralizing way. Uh, I felt like this team, the run was over. I, I made the point over and over again. This team played too many minutes. We're old. We can't be rejuvenated. Then Gordon goes out and makes all these signings. 
We lose Dan Boyle. We, we get a little younger. All of a sudden, this team looks entirely different. This team looks nothing like the team I watched last year who was struggling in one-goal games and giving up, uh, getting come back on like three times, three or four times a week. And by the way, we didn't win back-to-back games last year for the entire month of November and December, I believe. I, I think I remember talking about that. And this year, we're already going streaking. Yeah, I mean, the 6-3 and three start, this is, I think, best-case scenario. Uh, if you told me before the season started that in the first nine games, the Rangers would win six, uh, gladly would have taken it. The, the, no. the craziest part, not, and I'm, I'm going to pull you and interrupt you, is that we could have won every single game. There's no uh, game where we got blown out. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that for sure. I think... Uh, well, let's talk about the games we lost real quick. Just let's go through. Yeah, the, we should have – the Blues – The look, the Blues game we probably should have won. But at the same time, I don't – while I don't blame the Rangers for losing to the Red Wings, I think you have to give full marks to Jimmy Howard in that game. Fine. Uh, but I think I Jimmy, Jimmy Howard played spectacularly. Those were competitive games. There hasn't been a game the Rangers have played so far where I was like, wow, we just got our asses kicked. Um, I was disappointed in the Hurricanes game. I'll be honest. Well, that was my next point. Uh, if, if Jeff Skinner, who was day-to-day at the beginning of, of the actual game, uh, decided to end up playing, he almost got a hat-trick, got two goals and an assist, and him and Zuccarello went on a duel. That was disappointing. Obviously, we played Hank that night to get the Sherd win, so we could play Ranta against the Lightning and maybe get a win, but we blew them out, and then we ended up losing to Carolina. Yeah, I, the, the Carolina game was definitely disappointing, yet at the same time, you know, it was a three-game week, and the Rangers beat, well, technically, it was a, was it a four-game week? No, it was Bruins, it was Hurricanes, yep. and it was... Three-game week. Um, this, the Lightning. This upcoming, if you told me, this you told me before that game started, if the Rangers were going to win two of the three, I think we both gladly would have taken it. Oh, yeah. I just think we both would have expected the Hurricanes to be one of the two wins. Oh, it was like almost a guarantee in my mind. I was watching the Cubs game because I was so sure. Uh, I was flipping back and forth at a bar I was at in uh, New York City. And uh, I was going, I was like, you know what? The Rangers, when Matt scored right originally, I was like, oh man, this game's going to be a blowout. We're going to win 5-2 or 5-1. It's going to be amazing. I don't even have to really pay attention. And all of a sudden I checked my phone. It was 2-1 Carolina. I was like, what the hell? How is this even possible? And by the way, that stadium was packed. I did the Carolina yeah, Stadium. Yeah, that might have been the most surprising part that of it was all. Shocking. The fact that the Hurricanes put butts in the seat. Um, but you know, it I is what it is. Me. I just think the. I don't know where we are right now. I've lost track you of lost my it? own. Thoughts. You lost it. I, I, lost back on track, it. I lost the mojo. I lost okay, the mojo. Great. So let's talk about the Lightning. How much do you love when Ben Bishop gets a soft pass? That he, the entire crowd, just cheered last night. Um, it was interesting. I'll give you that. So you don't like, you don't like, do you like that as a Ranger fan? Do you think it's fun to taunt Ben Bishop that way? Like cheering him for stopping something really soft? Uh, in the moment it's fun. I feel like Ranger fans forget that Ben Bishop kept us out of a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So that's why it was fun for me. (laughs) And that's one of my saddest moments as a Ranger fan. Yeah. Uh, Like, I, I, look, I'm right there with you. I think you need to try and get in the head of Ben Bishop. But I, I want to call it fun because I still realize it was the ninth game of the year in October. Uh, if Ben Bishop shuts me up in April and May again, 
it's not going to be as fun. Okay. Well, I had a great time. I don't know about you. <laughs> I take small victories, Greg. I know you're all for the big things, but I try and go small victories throughout. Uh, I will say that that Lightning team doesn't seem to have it together right now. Part of me feels something's, like... Something's wrong, right? Something's like, wrong. Something is clearly missing from that team. When Stamkos fanned on a puck that was just given to him that he hits like 99% of the time, I was like, wow, this something's off with this mojo. They lost their last three games now with, with us beating them on Sunday night. Uh, something's off with them. I That's another team that's going to come back and, and find their mojo, just like the Blackhawks as the year goes on. They're not, I'm, they're not worried yet. They can't be. Tyler Johnson was invisible, which is different. Um, I honestly don't recall Steven Stamkos being in a threatening position. He, there was one where he fanned on the puck and then he scored a goal. So, I mean, later, but that was like, a but by that point it was was five, nothing. Like I, there's nothing I was worrying about in that game at five, nothing. Um, yeah, something, something is off 100% about this football team. The football team. Yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I got Monday Night Football. I got Monday Night Football on in the background. Greg, um, Greg, are you okay, man? Oh, just doing our, doing our yeah. weekly telling what time we're recording. Yep. Um, that's really what it comes down to. Greg, to everyone has lost the ability to speak English, and I'm still here okay. for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, something's just off about the Lightning. I don't know what to say. Like, something is off enough about the Lightning where if the season ended today, like, if this is the version of the Lightning we're going to see for the rest of the year, not only do I think they're missing the playoffs, I, I think they're a bottom four Eastern Conference team. Yikes. That's how bad they've looked. I don't – now, I will say, again, do not expect that to happen at all. I expect this team to swerve and get back to playing the style of hockey I anticipate they're capable of doing. I'm just reacting off what I'm seeing right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning are playing like one of the four worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Let's go back really quick and talk about two things. First, let's talk about Nick Holden's good game. We have to because we shit on Holden so much, and usually it's justifi- justifi- justifiably so. Uh, Nick Holden had a great game last night. Right. An absolutely terrific game. He ended up producing, got an assist, had some good hits, no takeaways. I mean, no giveaways. He should have scored a goal. He created a scoring opportunity from the red line on his own. Uh, I, it, it was it was so surprising to see that I had to do a triple take. I was like, wait a, wait a second, is that Nick fucking Holden? Is that the same 22? Did Dan Boyle come back for one game and play his best game as a Ranger? I actually don't mind him being on a, on a line with Mark Stahl. Is that weird? Uh, you, it, you should, because it was one game, and I think you're forgetting the... Two games earlier, I mean, again... I have recency bias, so... Smallest, it is recency bias, because he was atrocious with Stahl earlier in the year. So we should, it was, we should point out that he's never really... He was playing on the wrong side, that he's usually... I think he's usually a lefty, and he's playing righty, I believe? Right, but there is no scenario in which the Rangers are going to switch him back. No, not The, the only way... The only way you were going to switch Holden back is if you took Girardi out of the lineup and put in McElrath. Right. But even then, you're still short. Yep. So um, that's not happening. Yeah. I, I, it's a it's a it's a good talking point. He's oh, playing. Wait. Should we talk about McElrath? <laughs> <laughs> no. We sh- um, I guess so. I mean, he got waived, which right. is not surprising. He didn't get claimed, which is a little surprising. That's surprising to me. So let me let me get this straight. Someone didn't want him for free, pretty much. We're paying his salary still if they claim him. 
No, they they take on the responsibility of the salary, I believe. Okay. He's no longer a cap hit against the Rangers. I think it's one of those things where a team will have a need for Dylan McElrath at some point in this season. They just might not have it now, and they know the price is low. The price is really low. Well, if he clears waivers, like how much lower can you get in value? And it's, yeah, it I sucks just, to I, see Rath like that because I really like Rath as a player, but he's just too slow. I don't. I think he'd be a useful defender in the right system. It's just I know that AV system is not the right system. Uh, for as much shit as I love to give AV about his ability to evaluate defenders, um, one thing is for certain, which is his upstyle defensive tempo does not fit Dylan McGrath. It also doesn't fit Dan Girardi. And it hasn't fit Nick Holden all year, and it fits Adam Clendenning perfectly. And the fact that both those guys will continue to play over Clendenning will continue to blow my mind. Well, AV came out today, well, yesterday, and said at the Halloween practice that Clendenning would see some time because they have some back-to-backs coming up. So he's got to be ready to play, and he's going to be fit back into this team. Sure. So he's getting the spot start version of someone saying, well, my sixth starter, he's great out of the bullpen. I'm going to give him a spot start because we have seven games in six days and I need to start it. That's correct. I, it, it, AV did the baseball equivalent of, I need to give Noah Syndergaard an extra day, so I guess I'll start Logan Verrett. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a vote of confidence. It was, I have to do this, and Clendenning's our seventh guy, so he's going to be the guy in the lineup. 17 minutes into the podcast, got to Mets. Yeah, I did it. Um, that might be a new record. But, um, new yeah, record. no, I mean, look, Nick Holden had a great game. And if Nick Holden has the kind of game he had against the Lightning for the rest of the year, we're going to be fine with Nick Holden in the lineup. I, I have no problem saying that. The problem is I'm remembering the eight other games in which Nick Holden has played where he's looked like dog shit. And <laughs> like, potty I just, mouth, Greg, what a potty mouth. Deal with it, guys. We're 48 episodes into this we're podcast. We're 48 years old together. That's, uh, what? No, that You're only 20? No, yeah, <laughs> how old are you? We met in college. How old am I? Um, At heart yeah, or in real life? Oh, God, I'm like... Yeah, you're I've up done, there. I've man. done too many things to my body. <laughs> um, no, but the point is, Nick Holden, you had a great game. You deserve credit for that great game. I am impressed with your performance, and I really do hope you keep it up. And now, but, Nick Holden, we challenge you to come on this podcast and defend yourself and be <laughs> one of our guests. Thanks, Nick. We'll see you next week. I I still want Adam Clendenning on this podcast. I think he'd be fantastic. I mean, because we're big supporters. Well, I, I am a big enough a supporter for the both of us where I don't even know if you – I still don't know if you think Adam Clendenning is his Adam Clendenning. Like, this those are his three myth. names. This is a myth. Not – this is made of. I know I've said a lot of stupid shit on this podcast. I've messed up Switzerland and Sweden before. I get it. But Clendenning – his first name is Adam. I totally get it. <laughs> I, right. I, I've been on board since day one. That one I did not uh, mess up. But yeah, I, I, I still think Adam Clendenning is one of the six best Ranger defenders day in and day out, and he should be in the lineup day in and day out. The fact that he's not is concerning. And at the same time, Nick Holden played great last night. So let's see what Nick Holden does ago, on Tuesday. Look, people. Some people listen Monday night, you know. No, it's Tuesday for them. It's the people that download in Europe. Shout out to our Europe listeners. <laughs> um, fine. <laughs> Let's see how Holden plays tonight. And if Holden goes back to 
the eight-game version of Nick Holden we saw to begin this season, guess who's going to be right back on the horn saying it's utterly ridiculous Adam Clendetting is not in the line? I can only imagine who that would be. He's got two thumbs, and he's a Met fan. Let's talk about one last thing before we move on to the upcoming schedule and our new favorite segment, National Holiday of the Ranger game. Uh, Against the Bruins last week when they had a backup backup goalie, uh, when we were down 2 nothing. how are you feeling? Not great, Bob. Yeah. Uh, and you want to know why I wasn't feeling not great? Because oh. Nick Holden made some fucking <laughs> errors. <laughs> well, that Nick Holden, sense. 10 seconds into the game, fucked up so much that he let up a goal. Like, this is what I'm talking about, all right? That's Nick what? Holden played a great game against the Lightning, but let's not forget his first 10 seconds against the Bruins where he literally shit in his hand and didn't play defense, and the Rangers gave up a goal. Right, so that's I'm glad that we got that point across. That's why I went there. Okay, that that that's really and and look, let's also remember that the Rangers scored 11 goals against two teams that may be fighting for playoff spots this year. That in and of itself is impressive. I know it was the third string goalie for the Bruins, but they're still the Bruins, and with the Rangers' track record with backup goalies has been about as good as Nick Holden in the first eight games of the season. So the fact that the Rangers came back from 2-0 down, scored five unanswered, and won that game on Wednesday night, very encouraging. Uh, <laughs> at this point in time, uh, I'd like to go over the Rangers' schedule coming up. So at sure. our first game, we have November 1st versus the Blues, and we kind of did a little pre-preview earlier, a.k.a. don't let uh, Tereshenko score against us. Right, so this is our National Brush Day. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> National Brush Day? National Brush Day. This is, it's got a couple good ones. You ready for this? But like, are we talking what like a specific kind of brush? Nope, just National Brush Day. But wait, they get way better for November first. It's All right. National Deep Fried Clams Day. Got to eat those on November first. What? Can't not have deep fried clams on November first. Watching the Blues Rangers game. Can't Further not... proving that you can literally deep fry anything. Can't do it. Uh, uh, and it's also National Go Cook for Your Pets Day. So. What? Yep, go cook for like, your pets. <laughs> so, what's artist getting tomorrow? Uh, my dog's name is Artis, in case anyone is wondering. Uh, tomorrow, probably uh, absolutely nothing because he's an asshole. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but I will say great, it's great also... Great pet owner right here. Yeah, great pet owner, but I love that dog. Anyway, uh, it's also World Vegan Day. Congratulations to all our vegan listeners. Just want to give you a big round of applause. Blues Rangers, World Vegan Day. I want us to talk to our vegan listeners for a quick second. Don't meat is great. Don't do this. <laughs> meat, meat is the best. Don't you know what this. goes great with meat? More meat. It's okay. You should eat meat. You're a human being. We're not vegetarians. We're not herbivores. We're not like the brontosaurus. All right. We're freaking velociraptors. Okay, that's why we got Sink your canines. teeth in the That's why we got the canines, Greg. That's right. That's okay. right. Let's talk about the Oilers at home. MSG National Cliche Day. <laughs> 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 well, I hope the Rangers give it 110. percent um, They gotta give. They gotta leave everything out on the ice. Uh, they they can't. They can't hold anything back. They gotta um, score more goals than the Oilers, Greg. They they really they just have to play two way hockey. It's what they have to do. If they're not defending and they don't give up pucks and they don't give up any goals, they're probably gonna win the game. I would I would say so. I think I think you know they just they have to be the best team that day. The best team will win that game. This says I gotta do a, this next one is give someone a dollar day. Uh, Greg, gonna give me a dollar on November third. My uh, my email for PayPal is greg.kaplan33 <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, give someone a dollar. What's my Venmo? I'm gonna I'm gonna look at my Venmo look information. Look at your Venmo. I, yeah, I'm excited for this. Totally, totally doing it. So these next three seem like they go together. 
for Oilers Rangers. On no, hold on. I, I really need a. What is my. What is oh, well, my I'm going to talk while you. Oh, yeah, I, am, I am at Greg Kaplan 3. I am the third of the great line of Kaplan Gregs out there. So, so uh, those so are the two ways to give me money. That's anymore. your give someone a dollar day. Thanks. Appreciate that. I don't actually know what I am. I think I'm Ryan me 2. That sounds dumb. Anyway, um, here we go. These next three for uh, Rangers, Oilers on Thursday night at MSG. National Housewife Day, National Men Make Dinner Day, and National Sandwich Day. So, all the wives are getting sandwiches on Thursday. Is everyone ready? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to say something that could possibly get me in trouble. Yep, we're gonna, um, we're all I'm right. saying is, in my house, every night is National Man Makes Dinner Day. There you go. Saturday. First of a back-to-back, we're at the Bruins. And I should add, let me just add, because we have some social justice warriors out there that probably listen. It's that way because I'm single and women hate me. It's not that way because my (laughs) girlfriend or significant other makes shit food. It's that way because if man doesn't make food, man doesn't eat. So that's that's why every day is National Man Makes Dinner Day. That's because that's the same thing at my house, just me and my husband. Anyway, uh, my husband, Luis. Anyway, that's a deep cut. Let's talk about November 5th, Saturday versus the Bruins. Let's, oh, here it is. National Bank Transfer Day. Gotta love Bank Transfer Day. I will I will probably make a payment on my credit card that day just in celebration. Okay, National Donut Appreciation Day. Donuts get Ooh. a lot of love. We've talked about Connor, this. Connor Clark. He's We're going to have to bring Connor Clark on next week for uh, National Donut Appreciation, Donut Appreciation Day. Day. He's, uh, he's at Instagram at New York Food Dude, I believe. Yeah, and if you want to know the best places to find dope donuts in New York that are just hashtag lit, Connor's your guy. (laughs) That's both of them. And here's our holiday this this November 5th, National Love Your Red Hair Day. Mm. Hey, that's me! Hey, we did it, fam. We're both gingers. We did it! Ginger power. Ginger power. I'm not actually a ginger, I don't think. Am I? I used used to be one. My hair is not as red as it is now. My beard's still fairly red. Yes, I also have red beard. Red hair, not as much. Now, enough about gingers. Last game of the week. We are back at MSG before we Jeez, go we on. we have four games this week. Yeah, we do. Uh, and we're, uh, Next week's the West Coast road trip after this one. Oh, good. Uh, which will be fun. We're back at MSG versus the Jets Sunday night. Mm. Sunday night is... Fitzpatrick playing? Yes, it's Fitzpatrick's playing, and they're... Uh, the, who knows, actually? Gino's out for the year, so... Okay. I'm going to be celebrating that game with a National Nachos Day. Oh. Ooh, I know. Now, is a nacho a sandwich? No. Nacho, not a sandwich. <laughs> Good. I, you know what? We finally agree on one. Uh, and there's two more for this one I really like. International Day for Preventing the Exploration of the Environment and War and Armed Conflict Day. Excuse me? Exactly. <laughs> okay. And uh, National right. Marooned Without a Compass Day. Marooned Without a Compass Day? Yep. So if you're stranded, <laughs> if you go to the store and you're stranded on a desert island and you come back with a hot dog, do you think it's a sandwich? No. Um, national marooned on an island without a compass day. No, not, no, not an island. Marooned without a compass. That's it. You added the island. So you could be marooned anywhere. Hey. I could be on the side of a highway. I could be as long in my bed. Marooned, I believe. Is that how that works? No. I don't think so. Can you get marooned I think- in your bed? Uh, this feels question. like a loaded. Qu- this feels like a loaded question. It does. Um, I'm gonna do our, our our annual. Let's predict the points this week, Greg. Six, I got. Six and four games. So that would be three wins of the four. I think. Uh, I think tomorrow's game. We end up. And by today, tomorrow. I mean today's game. 
against the Blues. We end up losing, and then we go streaking versus the Oilers, Bruins, and Jets. Uh, I'm expecting I anything less than four. I'll be disappointed. Four, I'd be wouldn't be disappointed. I'd, I'd I'd be neutral. I think four is my expectation. Four is where it should be. I think the the tough games. We've already proven we could beat the Bruins. I'm not sure whether what, what their their goaltender situation is like at this moment, point in time, but I'm assuming it's still grim. Uh, the Jets are a team you should beat, and the Oilers and Blues are going to be two challenges that are going to be tough for this team. But I think yeah, the Oilers the Oilers are very good this year. Cam yes. Cam Talbot, who would have thunk it? That's going to be weird watching Cam at MSG. No, no, I don't. Maybe not. Maybe I made that up. That was a that was a little yeah. bit of journalism there. Yeah, sure. It'd be it's so weird that a guy who's a number one caliber starting goalie left the Rangers because we have Henrik Lundqvist. That, that is, is weird. totally weird, right? That is weird. Yeah, that was okay. Um, no. So that's I think that's I, done for that segment. Anything else you want yeah, to touch on the Rangers before we move on to a little bit of nonsense? Uh, I just I just want to say that I really like um, I've warmed up to the Rangers offensive lines, all four of them. Uh, I like Kreider, Mika, Zuccarello. I'm in love with. Nash step on VC. I think the Miller Hayes Grabner line, that puck movement they had on the third goal oh. literally is baby making puck music, puck movement. How do we it not was, talk about that? When when Hayes does the, the spinnerino to Grabner? The spinnerino? Spinnerama? I call it spinnerino from New York. Okay. Uh, I think you're the only person in the world that calls it that. I like to be unique. Um, no, that puck movement, oh my God. Oh. It was just. Like, watching it, you're, you're not even – I'm the kind of fan where I'm watching that and I'm not even yelling out of excitement. It's just literally moaning. Yeah. It I, was, it was just – section of the podcast where you just go, oh, wow. Yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Like, on, on Twitter, I normally react, like, super excited about goals. But that one was literally just like, fuck me. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I need to Pour see one out. Pour one out for my boy. Um. Yeah, grabbing their leading this team with six goals is something else. Uh, and then the fourth line really might be the best fourth line in ho- hockey with uh, Buchnevich, Peary, and um, Foss. That's just unbelievable fourth line. Foss like, played I, a second guys. line in a playoff game for us for a few playoff games two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, and Foss is staying in the lineup over Lindbergh because he's a good penalty killer, which is smart. And Peary's staying in the lineup because he's, he's on fire. <laughs> um, you can't stop them. Really, really love what the offensive lines are looking like. And you know what? As much crap as I give Holden, Mark Stahl has looked better than I thought he would this year. Um, I think we both kind of predicted that. I, th- I th- We saw that he would come back to the mean. We thought he was very injured last year at some point. Uh, Girardi was the one we were worried about the most. Still, still a little tepid on Girardi. Not fully sure he's all right. He hasn't been... Nick Holden has helped Dan Girardi in essence because we're talking more about Nick Holden than Dan Girardi. But I wonder how I'd evaluate Dan Girardi if Nick Holden wasn't blurring my vision. That's interesting. Maybe we'll try to unblur, get you some contacts, and we'll explore Dan Girardi's play next week. I appreciate it. I wear glasses, though, so it's okay. I know. That's why I was trying to enhance your vision, give you a little bit of LASIK, Dan Girardi, Dan Girardi style. Okay. Um, anyway. Stefan Diggs catch, by the way. Just, oh, uh, great. Just so Thanks. You know. We're playing each other in fantasy. Really relevant for everyone listening. Um, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, because everyone cares about our fantasy teams. Ryan's beating me by 21 points in a PPR league. He is done perfect. for the week. I have Stefan Diggs and Cameron Meredith going tonight. I'm going to talk a little bit about this website called Deadspin. They ranked <laughs> the 25 best 
uh, Hershey, well, not Hershey, candy bars for Halloween. I'm going to go through the first 25, but we're going to stop on some, okay? Uh, let's cut it down. I let's can't. not do 25. Just do, top, uh, just do top, need... just top 10. Just no, do top there's some we need to talk to in the, in the later right, ones. You, 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 need to, you need to just do top 10, bro. All right, well. 25 right. is a lot. You have a bar to get to to drink. Fine. And I would like... I'm telling you right now, I need to do this. So I will start at number 23. Oh, Christ. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy that we, we found the median between 25 and 10 we'll by skip. you shaving two we'll off skip. of it. But 23, I'm enjoying being at 23 is uh, a yeah. crime. Yeah, it is a crime. It shouldn't even be in the top it's 25. By the way, notables that I'm enjoying is above Hershey's Cookies and Cream, Three Musketeer, <laughs> Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> I'm enjoying above all those. It's also above being hit by a car. <laughs> now, when you say above, what you mean is uh, it is ranked poorly. It's, it, no, it's ranked above those because this list actually what? goes to 34. So. Yeah, but I thought two of them were like getting hit by a car, literally dying. Once, no, no, uh, that's only 33. Maybe there's a there's a candy bar calling being hit by a car. So I'm gonna check that out. Well, I I honestly didn't know there was a candy bar. Candy bar called whatchamacallit. And we're gonna get into that now, but I'm just gonna say it's a is a crime that Amajoy is twenty three. It is a crime that's in the top twenty five. Let's do top ten. I disagree with most of these things. Uh well I disagree with all your takes on candy, so go on. Number ten is Heath Bars. Heath bars. I've never had one, I have no interest in having Heath one. Bars? Deadspin. What are you doing? Not a Heath not a Heath Bar guy. I'm anti Heath. Right. Only Heath I like is Heath Ledger, RIP. Rest in peace. Car- number nine is Caramello. Never heard of it. Thought it was a forward for the Knicks. Okay. <laughs> Disagree there, too. Eight, Kit Kat. I can get behind that. I, I can break I, you up see, I, that. I, I, told, I told you. I think Kit Kat should be higher. Kit Kat's, I think Kit Kat, Kit Kat's top five candy. Number seven, Fast Break? What's up with well, this? Well, we, we should also say these are candy bars, candy specifically. Bar. Yeah. So, like, Starburst, Skittles, Twizzlers, those not, were not. Not on those. this list because they're not really candy. Right. Well, they're candy, <laughs> but they're not. Right. they don't come in bar form. Exactly. So, this is bars. Uh, fast break. I'm, I don't know. Not really a fan. Here we go. Not, number not six. Number six. Take five. Repping, repping the take five forever. Love the pretzel. Yeah, I could get behind take five. I don't know if it's top six though. It's definitely top six because number five is whatchamacallits. And I've never heard of that. I, know, I honestly I thought, I thought they were joking. Three. Thought they were joking. No number. And this is where the heavy hitters come in. And this is where we can really argue these top four. This is where you sure. can argue these top four. Hit number it. four is Twix. Number three. Yeah. Is Butterfinger number two? I, is Snickers and number one is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Those are really tough to rank. Uh, mm, I disagree. Uh, I really? hate Butterfingers. You hate Butterfingers. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Oh my god. Hate them. Why? Uh, I just, I it, it's it's a mix of the taste and the texture just doesn't do it for me. Like when you're chewing a Butterfinger, it it doesn't do it for me. Like when it gets it's between like, your teeth and stuff, like all that that filling. No, it's just diff- like that kind of candy should not be that difficult to eat. Like I really dislike the process of eating a Butterfinger. And then the flavor really doesn't do it for me. Like if I wanted a peanut butter filled candy, it, it's a Reese's and there is no second option. Like I don't need a Butterfinger. Okay. What about Snickers though? Because I think Snickers is like an all-time bar. See, I got I to tell you, I am anti-Snicker. What? Not a Snicker guy. How are you anti-Snicker? Do you Not hate fun guy. in life? I don't understand. What What does a Snicker bar give you that a Twix doesn't do better? Oh, first of all, it's got peanuts in it. First, right off the bat, got the peanuts. Nah, 
See again, again. If I'm going peanut man or a peanut flavored You're candy, Mr. Goodbar, Reese's no. <laughs> Reese's Reese's has mastered the peanut butter flavored chocolate candy. If you are really craving a peanut butter flavored chocolate candy, why are you reaching for anything that isn't a Reese's peanut butter cup? I see. I what are you doing? This is. I I feel like they have the market perfected, so I don't need a second peanut related candy bar. I'm good. I'd much rather have a Twix. Twix is my jam. Twix, honestly, in some order, it it Kit Kat or Twix is one two. I think Twix is a whack. Honestly. I think I think see I think Twix is an all timer. Why though? Like it's uh, maybe I'm just down. It's with it's perfect. It's the wafer. It's the caramel and it's the chocolate. The wafer it's is good. Literally, yeah. it's literally the perfect trio. It is the perfect trio. I'm gonna name some other ones on this list that I want to talk about. There is there's no trio more perfect than a Twix bar except like the Beatles, Sans Ringo. You ever hear of a score? S K O R. A score. I've heard bar? of it. I've never had it. I've never even heard of that until I googled it right now. Well, I've never heard of whatchamacallit, and that's a top five, according to Deadspin. I don't agree with this list at all. I think whatchamacallit is a great saying. <laughs> I had no idea it was a candy bar, though. Notables that are really far down. 21, Nestle Crunch. Are you okay, Deadspin? Uh, yeah. See, Crunch is right? number three. Crunch, crunch is, <laughs> oh my God, a bunch of Crunch is my go-to candy snack. Yeah, we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. Like, um, crunch Bar... Very high up on what my list. Doing? I would say I put a crunch bar before Reese's, honestly. They have Dove Chocolate at 31. Does that even count? Dove Chocolate has like tons of different bars. <laughs> See, now I thought they Dove were soap? being funny again and it was Dove Soap. Yeah, I originally thought that too. I, I, thought, I thought it was Dove Soap. I really classic did. Hershey bar at 32. This list is bogus. I hate it. I hate it. Look, I, I get that a classic Hershey bar is boring, but sometimes, look, man, sometimes missionary position is the Who go to. Rob, <laughs> Rob Harvilla, I'm gonna tweet the shit out of you with my new Twitter account, Orion Mead, and I'm gonna try and get you on the show to defend this because this list is garbage, son. I I gotta tell you, uh, the odds of a dead spin writer appearing on Blue Shirts Breakaway, Zero. it's lower than Adam Clendenning appearing on the show. Lower. Well, Clendenning, maybe one day. <laughs> right. I, look, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep tr- trumpeting it out there. I want Clendenning on the show. I love Clendenning, and no no lies. I am getting a new Ranger jersey this year. I am trying to decide between Brandon Peary and Adam Clendenin. Oh, that's risky. They both not look. They have to join my. I only own two Ranger jerseys. One is Jed Ortmeyer, and the other is Kevin Weeks. Right. Okay. So <laughs> they, right. I feel like they fit that bill. Let's talk a little bit about Halloween costumes, Greg. We were talking about. I think you said you mentioned Walk of Shame Halloween costumes. You want to talk uh, about? Well, no, I just the oh. day after Halloween. It was a. It's one of my favorite. Well, look, How I Met Your Mother used to be a great show before to. it kind of it went on for maybe two seasons too long. Three. Um, but the the explanation of the day after Halloween walk of shame in New York City is so accurately des- descriptive. You mean the weekend of Halloween, like when everyone's going to the clubs, partying. Well, when we when we were in college, whatever night Halloween was was the night we were going out for oh, Halloween, that's, that's true. and when the, we were in the morning after walk of shames were. Just fantastic, and I will gladly. I don't want to. It's a humble brag, but I was definitely a part of. Oh my God, Jordan Howard! Greg, could you please finish the sentence? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, no, what you was can't. I saying? Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I, gone, I participated in a Halloween walk. I want to talk to you real quick. You, you forgot your phone all day Saturday on a trip. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I woke up early Saturday morning. Uh, I went down. 
Georgia, Florida every year is played in Jacksonville, Florida, which is about two hours south of Savannah. Uh, a buddy of mine, we're lucky enough to get press credentials for the game to cover it for work. So we were allowed on the sideline next to the benches for the entire game. And I left my phone in Savannah. Total accident. Meant to bring it with me. Um, but I got to tell you, I, as much as I love talking with my friends and keeping up on what's going on in the world, it was liberating not having a cell phone for a full day. It was great. I was able to – now, the Georgia-Florida game in the second half was dog shit. It was terrible. I think one touchdown total was scored. It was not entertaining. But football. you had no, not a care in the world because you were phoneless not and a care just hanging world. out. Not a care in the world. I was able to enjoy the game I was at. I did not feel the need to check scores of other games. And maybe more importantly, I didn't feel the need to place bets on random games that I was not watching. About that uh, no, but seriously, it, it, it felt great not having this thing in my pocket that I constantly felt like I needed to check. And I I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to make some commentary on our life and stuff. And our dependency on cell phones goes deep. Yeah, that's that's not what I what I'm really trying to do. Um, it it was just a nice experience. One I like when I realized I left my phone, I panicked. I thought like Jesus Christ, how am I going to survive this day? And then the entire day happened. And I was like, you know what? This was nice. This was nice. I enjoyed this. I had a good time. So I will talk about uh, one more thing. I would say that I've seen you without your phone. Uh, because you dropped into the water, and you were also very blissful that day. You read the lake again. Yeah, that yeah. was a good day. Yeah, well, yeah. at yeah. the same time, that was just a perfect day. Oh, yeah. We're on a lake. One of the best days of my at time. our dear Norm. friend uh, Norm's house. Norm Cooper, our driver. with and with twenty of our closest friends. So it's right. not really like I needed a cell phone that day. Um, now I will say I was talking with a special lady that day. So I kind of wanted a phone. Oh, yeah, uh, well, recipes. Did not, did, did not have that concern this weekend. Uh, once again, single, alone, and depressed. No big deal. Yeah. Um, Let's talk but, about... Look, there's just, there's just something nice about not having, to, not having to worry about a phone. Like, it, it's really, like, it allows you to do other things because you know that's not an option. And if that's not an option, you have to find other things to do. All right, my last thing I want to mention is I went out on Friday dressed as Santa... Santa, very un, like underrated Halloween costume. I got a lot now, of compliments. Now, do tell me, what is Santa? Santa is a mythical figure. I saw Jesus that night also. We hugged because we were both unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> member of the tribe, I should add. Right, member of the tribe. Uh, I had a big bag that said Merry Christmas on it. And inside of it, you're going to love this. I had all Almond Joyce. And uh, oh, some other things to hand out the rest of the night. I had a potato, some tuna. <sighs> a uh, potato? I had one some potato, tuna. Some, one potato, a bag of tuna, uh, some other things I was handing out to people that were good or good or bad to me. And I met a guy dressed up as Elf, like the, the movie Elf from Will Ferrell. You mean and Buddy I, the Elf. Yeah, whatever it is. He uh, has a damn name. Sorry. The movie His name Elf. is Robert Paulson. And he saw me and I said, hey, Elf. We took a picture together and I said, do you want an Amon Joy? And he looked at me and goes, Santa, no one likes Amon Joy's. <laughs> Ah, see, I always knew I liked Buddy the Elf. Yeah, um, but I will say something else there. The bartender also liked Santa, and I fell asleep. Well, I blacked out on us when we left the bar. Royal Palms in Brooklyn, uh, and I woke up on a subway at 6.30 a.m., and I have no idea how I got there. And I wasn't robbed, so Santa's staying up. So there you go. How about that? Yeah, I'm alive. Just happy you're alive. I I think it's crazy that I got um, messages from people 
legitimately concerned because I hadn't talked to them all day. Oh. And you woke up from a blackout 639 <laughs> on a subway, and everyone was like, oh, no. Yeah. No. Oh, that's, that's you, Ryan. Where's Greg? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't normally black out, but when I do, it's dress a sand on the, on the Q train, on the Q subway. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Last time. By the last way. Time, last time I blacked out. Uh, this podcast has gone off the rails, in case you're wondering. We're officially off. Was it? I think it, it had to be my buddy Brian May's bachelor party. Oh, in Vegas, yes. And no, 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 no. The bachelor party wasn't in Vegas. Bachelor party was in Manhattan. Oh, okay. That was the okay. night. That was the night for a second. I thought I threw up on Michael Strahan. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, um, I think I think that was the uh, that that might have been the last so time. So you saw Santa riding the Q train on on Friday night. That was me. Uh, say hello, the Royal Palms Bar. I gotta sh- give a shout out to those guys. They gave me. They hooked me up hardcore for that that Almond Joy trade for alcohol. And uh, they loved Diamond Joys. I gave them ornaments also. Uh, the Ro- official bar of the Blue Shirts Breakaway Royal podcast. Palms, man. You go play shuffleboard. Pretty fun. I do. There are a lot of bars in Savannah where shuffleboard is an option. Those are always fun. It's a great time. Uh, and it was pretty pretty empty, which is really unreal. Anyway, we're going to end this podcast. Thanks for listening to all our fucking nonsense this week. With my potty mouth going. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talk more Rangers. Four game week this week. I got six points on the board, but four is what I need. Anything less there is an absolute failure, and I hate this team forever. Greg, anything else before I plug the rest of this? Um. No. no. Okay. No. Follow us on Instagram, Blue Shirts Breakaway. Go to Twitter, Blue Shirts Break. You can follow me and Greg on Instagram on Twitter because I'm gonna start tweeting. Greg already tweets all the time. All uh, the time. All the time. He's constantly giving his voices and opinions. Uh, you can go to our website, Blue Shirts Breakaway. You can buy a T-shirt. The T-shirt's there, and we're hopefully gonna get a real website up soon when I get motivated to do things in my life. That's it. Greg, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween, everyone. The day after. Hope you're not dying at work because we probably will be. Or wear a condom. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.